Stanley Dubé joins us for this episode of What's Next. Stanley is the head of Cloud ERP at SAP Africa. Stanley, thank you for joining us. Um, interesting times we're living in. And as we come out of this pandemic, we there are so many lessons that we are learning about business and digitization. And really, the pandemic has forced many companies to think differently about how they run their businesses. Now, those that have not been able to adapt to this new world are finding it quite difficult and hard to survive. I mean, the, the trends are out there, the research is out there. What are you seeing, Stanley, amongst the companies that are thriving in this post-pandemic world? Uh, thank you, Aki, and um, great to join you today um, for the session. So just want to spend a moment to reflect on the pandemic, right? Um, I view the pandemic as being similar to this proverbial once every 100 year flood uh, that hits us, right? And it hits us stronger than it did the last century because the way that we live, the way that we operate uh, has changed. And uh, it is a catalyst to change such things as building standards. Uh, it provides a new benchmark, this new flood line um, mm. that then guides how we live, how we operate and how we do everything that is around us. So it is quite transformative, uh, that's my view, um, and we can only thank it, right, because it sort of gives us uh, this hindsight to give us focus as we move forward. Within the business world, um, I believe that the landscape has forever been transformed because of the pandemic. Um, it's provided us this new benchmark, this flawed line, uh, just in terms of uh, how we should operate and how we should run uh, businesses. I think being forced to work remotely being forced to work from home. This was a new thing that had not happened in sort of a hundred years, right? And that's my view. And it changed how people manage their personal lives, their work lives. Um, and according to a study that was done by McKinsey in 2020, right at the height of the pandemic, companies that had not um, adopted digital technologies found it very hard to survive, right? Um, they were actually doing far worse than their competitors that had adopted digital technologies prior to the pandemic. And it is understandable, right? These companies were actually um, operating from home during lockdown. They didn't have the ability to actually do business because they didn't have the tools for them to actually um, then um, operate. Some of these companies were actually lip-frogged by their competitors during uh, in this period. The same study that was done by McKinsey in 2020 found that there was a frenzied effort during the pandemic to adopt digital technologies. Uh, and according to McKinsey, right, um, uh, some of this adoption of digital technologies typically used to take three to seven years. It happened in a matter of few months because companies had to make a plan. They had to survive. Uh, so they had to actually... Uh, adopt these technologies. In my view, it's a knee-jerk reaction to the environment, right? Because they had to find ways of working. And my view, it's a band-aid that they actually just put onto the problems that they had prior to them um, actually um, getting into the pandemic. So short-term solutions um, that now need to be addressed. And at SAP, we believe that for these companies and others to operate sustainably, uh, uh, above this new flight line, this new benchmark that has been set, they need to adopt cloud solutions to actually help them um, to move forward. 
Okay, so the cloud is certainly um, where you're adding all of that agility in this uh, world that we're living in today. Um, and, and it's interesting that uh, you talk about these cloud technologies, you talk about the adoption, um, but certain of these technologies that have been transformative in the past have been around for a while. You look at ERP systems, for example. They've been around since the late 1980s, and, and they became mainstream in the 90s. So. Is, is is this still just the same technology that has been around since then? Um, and, and what is the difference with, with cloud ERP systems now that we're talking about the cloud? Uh, so if we look at um, these cloud solutions and we sort of go back to the genesis, um, it started indeed, yes, in the late 80s, 90s. And this term ERP was coined, which is Enterprise Resource Planning. Um, and it describes software that helps companies to manage and automate their end-to-end -end business processes, right? So from finance to sales to manufacturing to payroll to talent management. And in those early days in the 80s and 90s, uh, these systems were implemented on-premise, on the clients, on servers, and within their own data centers. And this sort of continued into um, the 2000s. So yes, indeed, the concept of an ERP system has been with us for a long time, but there has been an evolution just in terms of how this technology uh, has sort of worked and its accessibility. So there are more sort of companies even within the small and medium uh, size sort of sector that have actually started using them. So to best explain um, what the difference is between uh, the ERP systems of yesteryear and the cloud solutions that are now there. I want to use an, uh, an analogy and I actually want to pull out uh, this phone, Aki. Um, I understand. You're giving your age away now. <laughs> yeah, so this is the Nokia 3310. Um, don't, feel, don't feel too bad. We, we ah, I see. <laughs> We are sort of the same age, right? So, so uh, I'm sure if I plugged it in, Aki, right? So um, I've lost the charger. If I plugged it in, I'm sure this thing still works, right? Even though it is sort of uh, over 20 years old, it will still work. When it left that factory in Finland and wherever they were made, right? Um, it was made to be indestructible. It was meant to last. It was meant to continue working, and it has um, continued working. It was built this that way. That's how uh, it was built. I want to introduce you to a different phone, right? So I've got a Titan one from, um, uh, from 2006. So this was wow. one of the first um, smartphones that I used uh, back then. I could send email. I could surf uh, the net. But again... Um, this phone is still working. I actually charged it up uh, yesterday and it's actually still working. And this is sort of like 16 odd years on. Uh, it's still working. Again, it was built to be indestructible. It was built to work. And in building it that way, um, what um, Nokia did with the 3310, what HTC did with the Titan is um, they made it in such a way that you could not change it, right? Uh, it would work as is. Uh, and I'd like to compare these two phones to the ERP systems of yesteryear. They're still out there, they are working, right? They are chugging on, um, but the key challenge is that they're not adaptable, right? Um, they cannot be changed. It is very difficult yeah. to actually change them. If you want new features, new functions, you actually have to go back to, uh, in my day, I had to go back to uh, HTC, 
and wait for them to introduce a new update for me to get new features on this phone. If I'm to move it along and if I'm to now start looking at uh, where we are with smartphones, I've got my Apple right um, smartphone. And if I look at this phone, for me, it is actually a platform. I view it as more 80% software and 20% hardware. It's a platform because on this platform, I've got the core features that I utilize. Um, and if I link it back to business, right, I've got apps for managing finance, for managing procurement, for managing sales, for managing manufacturing. Um, and if I need any additional features, I can simply go to the App Store and I can actually load, um, uh, I can load a new app for a new feature, a new function that I require. So if I liken this to um, when uh, we had load shedding, somebody came up with the idea to actually create an app to notify people uh, in terms of the schedule. Um, and it's an app that you can download. It didn't take years for it to be developed. It took months and everybody's out there and they're utilizing it. So in the very same way, this is how the cloud ERP solutions have evolved. It is new technology. I view it as being very similar to a platform that you can utilize to give yourself agility as a business. Okay. I, I love that example. It's such a great example. And really, that's what you need today, right? You need to be agile and you, you need to adapt very quickly to changes. As you said, you know, I, I couldn't imagine waiting over a year for a, another update, you know, so you need to be a lot more agile. So, but it might be, it might seem quite daunting for some companies to start their transformation journey utilizing cloud ERP solutions, especially if you've got uh, the, the bulletproof solution that you talk about, but you do need that agility and you've highlighted that so well. Now, what are, what are companies considering as key areas to focus on when they want to kickstart this transformation you've been talking about. All right, uh, <clears throat> and I'll sort of start by layering uh, just a bit more in terms of what the ERP system is, right? Um, uh, it is central to every area within a business. So a glue, good cloud ERP system will intelligently automate processes, provide insights using AI, machine learning across different processes, finance, procurement, manufacturing, uh, HR. Um, and it then gives lots of benefits in terms of these insights that you, that you actually get. So uh, the key thing, Aki, um, uh, within sort of the, the areas that, um, uh, that companies are sort of focusing on uh, to enable them to kickstart this transformation, it's around that agility. So um, it is quite important, right? So um, if you look at the business world, things are changing rapidly. Um, and if you stay in one place for too long, uh, you are bound to be disrupted. Um, so these old ERP systems are not flexible. They are not easily expandable. Mm -hmm. So it constrains growth for a number of companies because they don't have the ability to actually get the insights very quickly and the ability to make changes uh, see what the impact is and make the additional changes. So uh, this improved agility is sort of a focus area for a number of companies. Cash is king, Aki. So this is the second area where uh, companies are sort of looking to ensure that they can manage their bottom line very well. And for you to be able to manage that bottom line very well, you need a solution, a system that gives you visibility. And for you to get that visibility, you need to have data 
that's being captured across all the different areas from finance, procurement, manufacturing, HCM for you to gain visibility around what's happening within the organization. Some companies have to wait until the end of a period. This could be a month or this could be a quarter for them to understand where they are in terms of their financial position, right? So what's my costs, my revenue, uh, and what is sort of my profit? With these cloud solutions that are coming out, um, they've got inbuilt machine learning that actually uses history and what's happening currently to give you a prediction uh, within the middle of a month or a quarter to say, by the end of the quarter, you are maybe not going to make uh, your profit because of ABCD that is happening and it's actually predicting uh, the future for you. So it's giving you that forward visibility, then you can start taking uh, some action to ensure that you manage um, your workflow. The last area is around ease of integration. Uh, so businesses need sort of the key items of finance, procurement, uh, HCM, payroll, those are sort of the the core areas, but within the specialist industries or even the verticals, there is a need for specific solutions. Could be a call center feature, could be a field service feature, uh, or a company might be looking to get into a new business model. You need to be able to bring in these new features, functions, these new uh, applications and integrate them into your sort of solution quite easily. So the last one is ease of integration and being able to have one sort of platform to gain insights um, across your business. Well, listen, it's, it's a no brainer in the world that we're living in today, you know, to have that to have that kind of uh, functionality and the ability to do the things that you've just described is really going to set your business apart from any other business. But the hot topic right now, Stanley, and every conference you go to, and, and it's, it's all over the place. You open up the internet and you'll find that there's some sort of data breach that has happened. And I'm talking about data security. It's, it's really the hot topic at the moment. And with the transition to the cloud, uh, you know, companies see and, you know, they, they can't see and touch their systems because they're all sitting somewhere. You can't see them. And I guess that does concern some people and there is a fear that their data might not be secure. How does SAP address these data security concerns that are out there? Uh, so uh, it's a valid question to ask, Aki, because uh, as you said, all over the news, there is data breaches, there are viruses, there is ransomware. Um, and um, there is fear that if I can't see it, if I can't touch it, how do I know that it is secure? So first thing, that I want to put out there that there is no system that is impossible to break into. However, uh, the key thing is just the degree of security uh, that your system has, and it depends on how it was deployed and how it is then managed. So how you deploy it and how you manage it are sort of the key things. I've got three points I key that I'll sort of go through that I want to highlight just in terms of um, what to consider and how we sort of look to address these security concerns. The first one is data theft. And this is a hot topic. So this is where somebody breaks into a system. They still usually private information, personal information, uh, customer information. But when you start digging into it, right, um, into the details of these data breaches, typically it is common that uh, the data was stored in the company's on-premise. Um, it was not in a secure area within a cloud uh, solution. Um, uh, and for us, um, right, we've seen it over the years, 
cloud providers like us are sort of contractually bound to ensure that the data is secure. We've got the resources, we've got the personnel to actually ensure that security. Typically, these data breaches happen when data is in a company's on-premise. So data theft is uh, the first one. If we look at data loss, um, right, so this is losing a whole system or losing specific files. It's a terrible thing that could happen and typically happens at times because of natural disasters. So if we look at what happened in South Africa in Durban, right, um, there were floods that flooded companies' premises and they lost their systems. Um, uh, and the key thing within sort of the space in terms of data loss is to have a backup and not only just have the backup, but then to uh, do the backup regularly. Um, and what we see is that for companies that do it on their own, that have their own systems that they manage, year one is okay, year two is fine, year three, people tend to start forget, right, that there's a system that needs to be backed up and done regularly. For us as a cloud provider, it's something that we have in our contract to actually ensure that we secure your data. So we, we've got backups, we've got redundancy, we actually do the backups regularly, we are actually audited, uh, right, to check that we are actually doing it uh, properly. And we've got the resources to then sort of run it. A key area is security. Um, and in my mind, security is all about the people, right? Um, uh, and security in terms of the ERP systems, in this instance, tends to be around the staff that are typically tasked with managing these systems. Uh, for us, we've got uh, sort of top-notch security people. We ensure that they are trained, they are up-to-date, they're doing their research, they're continuously protecting um, the data that we have, putting in the right protocols, um, running the right uh, systems to ensure that it is secure. Uh, and given all the above, I think moving data to a cloud ERP system is more secure than keeping it on-premise. Okay. Um, and of course, you know, that, that last point you raised about the human factor, it's, it's always uh, the, 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 the kind of uh, weakest link, right, uh, when it comes to any kind of security, uh, the, the, the human factor, and really, really great points when it comes to security. Let's look at those challenges. And, you know, the, these key challenges that these businesses face in terms of adopting cloud ERP solutions, what would you say are the challenges uh, that, that these businesses face? Uh, Aki, what I'm actually saying and what we are saying um, within our customer base, most customers at this point are actually sort of ready to move to the cloud. Um, if I look at all the tenders that we are getting, especially from the private sector uh, across Africa, most people are actually asking for cloud solutions. I think customers are ready. Uh, the questions tend to be how. How do I actually do it? How do I go about it, right? And it is understandable for our sort of existing customer base. They've been running these legacy systems, uh, these ERP systems, and they now need to move, right, uh, to the cloud. Um, and uh, for some of our customers, it's now the struggle between um, the old philosophy of operating and the new way within the uh, cloud. Uh, that tends to trip them up. And uh, to be sort of specific, for some of our customers, it's they are used to building on their own, building systems, building uh, these new features, functions. Within the cloud world, it's a question of adopting best practices. 
it's a fit to standard approach. Take what is there, utilize it. And for 80, 90% of what um, our customers need, it is available, either provided by us uh, as SAP or it is provided by third-party vendors. So very similar to what you have on your um, iPhone, right? Uh, you would not go and build your own Facebook. Um, and within the business world, people did these things. They went and built their own solutions. Uh, they are now available. They are on a platform. You can just look to adopt. But sort of just that mindset to say, um, how do I move from building to adopting standard? Uh, it tends to be about the, the people, right? Um, so <clears throat> the next item is looking at um, some of our customers, again, coming back to the human factor. Uh, they've got IT teams that have been looking after their systems. Uh, they've been with them for 20, 15 years. And these are people that they're then worried about to say, if I move my systems to the cloud, what then happens to the people that I have? I actually see it as an advantage, right? If you have IT people that actually know your business, that know how you operate. These are the people that you can reskill, um, that you can refocus to now looking at improving customer experience. And this they do by optimizing your business processes and they can start utilizing such technologies as AI, ML, to actually improve how your business operates. So it's a benefit. It's just a question of now sort of reskilling, refocusing um, these resources. Some of our customers get tripped up over where's my data actually going to sit. They are worried about um, is my data going to go outside of uh, South Africa or Africa. As SAP, we are lucky to have data centers in South Africa. So this sort of uh, solves uh, the issue for a number of our customers. But I still believe that uh, it shouldn't be a problem, right? If your data sits outside of Africa, it should not be uh, an issue. If you look at your phone, uh, which is actually ringing for uh, some reason, right? Um, this data is stored in iCloud outside of Africa anyway, which is sort of uh, very private, very pertinent um, to you. So these are some of the challenges, Aki, that, um, uh, that our customers have in terms of this transition to cloud. Yeah, well, it's just great to hear that the, the, the data centers are here because the data sovereignty is, is a big thing, you know, especially when it comes to things like uh, Popey and, and all that sort of thing. The fact that SAP has got local, uh, you know, uh, data centers is, is a great thing. So the data sitting on South African soil, uh, fascinating discussion. And I'm sure that there are many companies out there that are watching this, that see the need to transform their businesses with these cloud ERP systems. Um, and, and, you know, we touched on the hurdles now. And, and you know, if I was the CIO or the CTO or the CEO, how do I go about initiating this kind of transformation? All right. Yep. <clears throat> uh, good question, Ike, right? And um, we find most customers are in the space where uh, they see the need and they are now actually looking to, uh, to move. The first thing that I want to put out there is that uh, these cloud solutions are mature, right? Uh, we've got a number of uh, customers that have deployed successfully, this is the first place to go, right? Uh, go and look at those success stories. Go and get those learnings from those companies that have actually uh, moved and that are actually saying, um, uh, that are saying this benefit. Um, uh, the next thing for me is to start looking to, within your company, start looking to understand where is the benefit or 
where are the opportunities uh, for, uh, for you within a cloud ERP system? So it's looking to understand where the typical challenges are and looking to understand where there's need for flexibility. Um, and these are the areas that you can then start focusing on. And you can actually start moving to the cloud um, uh, in a sort of piecemeal fashion. So the key areas, right? So if it is uh, payroll, you can move that first, then you move some of your finance functions uh, and on and on, um, right? So uh, start looking at where there are opportunities. In my view, there's need to focus on uh, business value and looking to understand where the value is in terms of the transition. Uh, some of our customers look at it from a cost point of view. My view is that uh, as a company, you're actually looking to grow, right? Uh, you're actually looking to do things differently. So look to understand where the value is. It's not about IT cost optimization. It's actually about creating new value um, for your business. And if you Look at it with that mindset, it then makes it easier to actually um, make the transition to the cloud. I'd also say that companies need to look at um, a cloud provider that is a platform that has sort of the, the key functionalities, the key features that you require um, that are provided by the ERP provider that are there. If I go back to my cell phone um, that I spoke about or my smartphone, these are the apps that come with the phone. Right, that are inbuilt already. Uh, there's a need to have that agility within that platform to be able to bring in additional pieces of function or features. And having a platform with vendors that, in, that can actually provide additional features, functions that you can deploy on the fly. You can test out, you can utilize, similar to um, a smartphone. If you do not want it Anymore, you can simply delete it without impacting how your core business operates. Typically, most people uh, then continue using what they have uh, deployed. And all in all, uh, my view is um, if you go with a, with a provider that gives you sort of this platform, uh, core features, core functions, the ability to easily extend, you can then, as you sort of move on, be able to respond to changes in the marketplace you can be adaptable and you can grow your business. And at SAP, we believe the solutions that we have met this bill. And that's how you do business today. You've got to be agile. You've got to be, um, you've got to add value to your business. You've got to be ahead of the pack and there's no arguing any of the points that you've been making uh, in this particular episode. Stanley Dube, Head of Cloud ERP at SAP Africa. Thank you for joining us on What's Next. Yeah, thank you, Aki.